0: Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. So in this episode, I want to share a little bit more about fats, which fats are good and which ones are not good for our health and why that is. Uh, so when I grew up, I, I definitely grew up with the idea that all fat was uh, was bad and it was going to make me fat and it was going to give me a heart attack. So I tried to avoid it at all costs. And it wasn't until I went into functional nutrition, clinical nutrition, that I really understood how fat is really integral to our To the body's function. And so, all of our fat, all of our cells, cell membranes, the walls of our cells, they require saturated fat. Our brain is 60%, approximately 60 to 70% fat. Uh, All of our nerves are covered with something called a myelin sheath, which is fat. And uh, our heart, the main source of fuel for the heart, is fat. So with so many things requiring fat in our body, how could fat really be bad for us? And so, you know, as I started learning it, I ran into this uh, this doctor named Dr. Weston A. Price, or the story of him, because he lived back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. That's when he had his major practice. And in the 30s, he, he traveled all around the country, I mean, all around the planet, actually documenting different tribes and communities, about 134 of these, And and, and because he was a dentist, he really was interested in the dental health, and he took a lot of pictures, but he documented what they ate and how their overall health was. And so it was very interesting because he found that certain groups had uh, very well-developed maxillary bones. The the bones of their face were were, uh, very well-developed. That means that all of their teeth fit in their mouths, including their wisdom teeth. And their teeth were straight. They didn't have cavities. And even older people, old people had all of their teeth. Without cavities and so this is quite remarkable and it's something we don't even see nowadays and so he also found that other communities had uh, underdeveloped bones in their face and uh, their teeth were crowded their wisdom teeth did not fit in their mouths and uh, their teeth had cavities and as you got older you you would lose more of your teeth and so he noticed this this huge difference not not just in the dental um, health but in the overall health uh, the degenerative disease was more Common in those people that also had the, these dental problems and uh, the communities or then tribes that had very strong dental health also had um, very low incidence of chronic disease or degenerative disease. So it was very interesting everything that he found and uh, so what he found with these communities that actually ate a lot of, um, I mean that had the very good health, what he found was that these groups ate ample amounts of fats. From animals, animal fats, which included tallow, lard, whale blubber, you know, just um, fat from fish, uh, yak, or like uh, some kind of a milk from an animal, but with all of the fat. It just depended on where these communities were, because some of them were closer to the ocean, so they would eat more fat from fish, and some of them were more inland, and they might eat um, from a certain kind of animal. They would eat that kind of a fat, right? So. they they all had the presence of fat and why the animal fat was so important is because it's high or it it, it has an abundant quantity of vitamins a d e and k Uh, and these are fat soluble vitamins they're found in ample quantities in these fats so uh, vitamin a is very important for eye health it's also very important for the development of a baby uh, whenever you, the mother is actually pregnant, especially in the first trimester as the the body the baby's, baby is being developed, vitamin A actually signals the stem cells to change and to differentiate or to become a heart cell and a liver cell, etc. So vitamin A is very important in the development of, of a baby in, in the first trimester of, of pregnancy. And this is found in ample quantities in animal fats. It's also found uh, in, in liver. In, in very good quantities. So anyway, these, con- the, these, uh, these communities were eating ample amounts of, of these fats. Another thing is that vitamin K2 uh, is something that Dr. Weston A. Price found that was very important for the development of the bones and the bone structure. So this, this was the most important thing that he figured out. Uh, he called it Activator X, and it's actually vitamin K2, and so it, if, if you, a mom is consuming that during the pregnancy and also during um, breastfeeding phase, the, the ch- child will have very good development of the bones of the face and the entire body, not to mention the immune system is much stronger. And so, uh, you know, things like butter, tallow, real lard that we've been told to stay away from, you know, bacon, um, these kinds of things, are, raw milk, are going to have ample quantities of vitamin A, D, E, and K. So this was very important. The other thing that he found was that the communities would eat either fish eggs if they were closer to uh, the ocean, which was like a sacred food, or they would eat the organs of the animal, which in some, communi- in some cultures currently, they, that's still a practice where people uh, are consuming uh, like the liver, the kidneys, etc., of the animal. In Mexico, that's definitely still the case. In the United States, it's less of a practice. People like, tend to eat more chicken breasts, like the muscle meat, but it's less nutrient-dense. You find a lot more nutrients in the organ tissues, in the heart, in the liver, and the kidneys, etc. The liver, for example, is a huge sacred food, not only for pregnancy, but for longevity. for <clears throat> Because it's so nutrient-dense, you'll find high, high quantities of naturally-occurring vitamin A, and you'll also find B vitamins and a high quantity of iron. So it's whether you get it in a pate form, pate, or you get it in, just like by cooking the liver, it's a really good thing to have it in your diet. So now one thing I wanna mention about vitamin A is that naturally occurring uh, vitamin A in foods, typically uh, it occurs with vitamin D in like a, a very good balance. This happens in, a good source of this would be, for example, cod liver oil or some other kind of animal fat, uh, like raw milk. But uh, high amounts of synthetic vitamin A alone does cause birth defects. So, of course, we've, we ever it's very well known that women who are pregnant should stay away from high doses of vitamin A, but this is important to know that these are synthetic vitamin A doses, right? If you just get it from food, you're just nourishing your body. And because it comes in the appropriate ratios with other vitamins, then it's not going to be toxic to the body. When it becomes toxic uh, is when you have high doses of synthetic vitamins and that throws off other vitamins in the body. So these cultures were consuming uh, the organs of animals. They were also consuming fermented foods. Fermented food foods are things like uh, cabbage fermented cabbage, kimchi, fermented pickles, yogurt, uh, just depending on the community's uh, fermented fish eggs, etc. And this is very important for the digestive tract and the overall health. Why? Because fermented foods have something called are, uh, probiotics, which are good bacteria that feed, you're continuously feeding the good bacteria in your digestive tract. And the thing there is that 80% of your immune system is in your digestive tract. The reason for that is not just a coincidence, it's because it's the thing that's most exposed to the outside environment, right? When you're consuming food, things are going into your digestive tract and you have to have a huge immune barrier in your digestive tract in order to fight off any kind of thing that's coming into your body. So it's important to keep your immune system strong by keeping your digestive system healthy. And one way to do that is through these fermented foods alongside that of course we have to talk about uh what are the things that are causing inflammation in the digestive tract but that i will leave for another episode in this case right now so i'm saying dr weston a price found that the healthy communities were eating ample amounts of fat animal protein of some kind especially the organ meats and uh, fermented foods and then they were eating whole foods right depending on whatever was in the area they were just eating the entire food they weren't they didn't have any contact with processed foods, but then the communities where he found that there were a lot more uh, chronic diseases and problems in the, in the teeth and the bone development, etc. What he found is that those communities were affected by industrialization, which meant that there were now uh, railroads that were coming in there, and were actually bringing in foods from the outside that were more processed, including uh, processed sugar. And uh, just processed food. So it was a very different kind of practice, which is more of what we see now in modern day, a lot more processed food. And uh, we kind of are moving away from eating just the entire food itself in the organic, most natural form. So this is just important to understand that if if you study uh, Dr. Weston A. Price's work, which he has one book that's called Nutrition and and uh, physical degeneration it's a fantastic book i highly recommend it It has lots of pictures very important information you could also go to westonaprice.org and learn more but these fats that we've been told are bad are actually uh, important for our overall health our immune system uh, our brains our hearts our cells our nervous system etc so with all that information uh, you know and i had something else in my mind i was like wait no this stuff is supposed to causes heart disease and all this stuff but at the same time you would see these this information like uh, the Eskimos were eating 75% saturated fat and had almost no incidence of heart disease Uh, they were eating whale blubber you know and um, and then also the French the French eat a lot of fat and have a low incidence of heart disease so you know there were definitely things that weren't making sense and so what I ended up doing is studying the history of fat and uh, like how we got to think that fat was bad. And this is when I ran into Dr. Um, Ansel Keys, who was a key player in changing the policies in the United States and and having us stay away from saturated fats. So they started promoting vegetable fat, vegetable oils, which are not natural and are a lot more toxic because of the way that they were processed. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But what he did is he presented a study, which was called the Seven Country Study, where he, he said... He noted that there were basically like he showed a chart and it said the more fat that you consume, the greater amount of deaths by heart disease in those countries. And so he plotted seven countries and it looked like this beautiful curve. You can look this up. It's called the seven country study. And so it seems like by those seven countries that if you if you eat more fat, you'll have more uh, death by heart disease but what what happened was that the original study actually has 22 countries and when you plot all of the 22 countries then the data doesn't actually come to the same conclusion because you'll see that there are some countries that have consume a high amount of fat and have a low incidence of of death by heart disease and then you'll also find that there are some communities that have a low consumption of fat and have a higher amount of heart disease death by heart disease so it, it doesn't create, create the same curve or the same effect. Nevertheless, that, along with some other studies, started to push the country and the United States into a, a low-fat policy. And by the 80s, uh, you know, as a country, we had really adopted this policy of low-fat. And if you are going to consume fats, you're going to consume them from vegetable oils like uh, corn oil, soy oil, these kinds of things. The problem with those is that, those things don't contain a high amount of fat so in order to actually get a a high amount of fat from them you have to squeeze a bunch of it you have to put it through a high heat process which already damages the oil but then it smells so you have to put deodorants and then it's gunky you can't sell it when it looks unpleasant so you got to put detergents you could look uh, up the uh, how these oils are made and it's a very interesting thing because you'll actually notice that um It's a very toxic process with detergents and deodorants and uh, high heat, which damages the oil. So by the time you eat it, you go to the store and you're thinking you're getting a great deal by getting a a two gallon thing of vegetable oil for very cheap compared to cold pressed uh, olive oil, for example. But actually, it's already really toxic, and you're going to pay for it in terms of inflammation in the body. So the ones that we actually should stay away from are these vegetable oils that we've been told we should uh, consume. And the ones that we should consume are the most natural oils in the most natural form. So these are olive oil, uh, extra virgin olive oil, coconut oil, avocado oil, uh, tallow, which is beef fat, rendered beef fat, lard, which comes from uh, pigs, from pork, uh, and also grass-fed butter. It's important that you get grass-fed butter, because not just any butter, because you want to get it from cattle that are treated properly without antibiotics, that are allowed to roam outside and eat grass and uh, have good lives, because then they'll produce healthy milk and you'll get healthy butter that is actually good for you. So these fats are actually very important for our health, and the ones that we've been told to consume Uh, like vegetable oils these are the ones that are toxic so the main idea is to actually reduce or really limit the quantity of vegetable oils it's it's really tricky now in modern modern day because if you go out to a restaurant you're probably going to get vegetable oils Uh, but that is a little bit of the thing that's coming where more people are understanding that these old the the most natural oils in their in their natural state those are the ones we should be consuming but you'll have to kind of find pockets of of restaurants and things like that And, and so Um, You want to uh, minimize or avoid those vegetable oils and you want to consume the healthy fats that I have just mentioned. So that's what I want to mention in this particular episode is that, you know, we've been greatly confused about this whole thing about fats. And we also think that fat is going to make us fat. But now we understand that the main contributor to the the storage of fat is insulin and the blood sugar problems. So if you haven't listened to that episode regarding uh, the role of insulin... I, I, please listen to that because it's very important to understand that the thing that makes us store fat is actually the presence of insulin, which comes from eating too much sugar, too many carbohydrates, not fat. So, another point I, I'd like to mention at this here is that uh, people think that fat has to do with cholesterol, and a lot of people are trying to avoid cholesterol because they think that's going to clog up their arteries. So, in the next episode, I will mention uh, a little bit more about. Uh, cholesterol exactly what it does how it uh, operates in the body and why it's actually very important it's actually our friend and not our enemy as we've been led to believe so stick around thanks so much for tuning in if you found this information valuable valuable please share it with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe and i will see you on the flip side